What's up, and welcome back to another episode of From Our 20s. I am Brandon Olson, and I got Casey Woodard joining me from Cincinnati. New city every week. That's how we do it. How's it going, buddy? Doing good. You know, uh, Minnesota turned cold again. Not a big fan of that. Um, but I think we're out of the... We're out of the ice pretty soon here. I'm thinking. Dude, we got uh, into the 80s in Buffalo last week. That was prime. Ooh, get some golf in. Oh, I got in two rounds. Yeah, I just I want the sun to shine and to get some field work rolling instead of just playing the game of hurry up and wait. That's kind of the season we're in right now. So I'm just in a waiting season, I guess. One way to put it. We still talking about the farm, or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just hurry up and wait. Waiting get season. Ma- nah. Get all machinery ready, and then boom. It's not warm enough, and then it rains, and then it's just cold. But we're getting there. That's an L. All right, so let's roll into this. If you could go back to high school or college, would you? And if you would, what would you change? Or if you could go back, what would you change? Oof. So which one is it? High school or college or? Yeah. I mean, you decide, would you want to go back to high school or would you I mean, not want to go back to high school? Uh, all right. I'm going to have to get like some specifics. I assume this is like you go back knowing everything you know now. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, well, if you're just asking what I want to relive it, not a chance. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause I, mean, I think college, if you maybe, go back in time. Maybe. Yeah. I guess if you knew what you knew now, Oh, without Would a doubt. Would you go back? 100%, yeah. Not not high school, though. Oh, high school, yeah. You would high school? Yeah, I'd go back to high school. What would you change? Oh, dang it. That was kind of like the main question I was going to ask you. Uh, yeah, I know. I didn't. I want to have you answer it first <laughs> so I can keep This could take up the whole thing. All right. <laughs> what would I change? All right. I wasn't joking when I said, like, dude, I'd invest every cent in Bitcoin. Uh, <laughs> totally. Okay, uh, but, like, you know, finances aside... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I business know. aside. Um, hey, I'm just saying that's something I would do. Hey, uh, I'm right there with you. I'm trying to think of more unique things and I'm also trying to not make them all like spiritual. Um, but like, obviously, I would want to be a lot more serious about my faith because I wasn't back then. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that's like number one uh, for sure. Just like be more serious about that. I'm trying to get a music playing. Uh, Do you have ice cream truck roll up on you? Uh, No, that was like the bell ringing because it's a little past nine. I'm walking on a University of Cincinnati campus right now. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right. Just experience what the city has to offer. Uh, I'm trying to get a mix of like practices, big action, like small daily things as well as big things. So I guess like just get really serious about my faith for one. Invest a lot in Bitcoin for two. Uh, stop caring what other people <laughs> think, maybe. But I still struggle yeah. with that. It was just worse back then. Yeah. Um, but I think I'd be quicker to really just be okay doing my own thing. Yeah. Uh, I want to. I wish I like would have started like working out earlier. I really wish I did. Um, just like got into that habit discipline. Um, yeah. A lot younger than I did because now. I, f- I don't know if I'd say like I feel like I'm playing catch up right now, but I feel like if I just would have started earlier, I 
would have just gotten nah, into. I mean, it, I think I think I it's mean, one of those things that what's the like discipline begets dis. Like, if I would have been more disciplined about that earlier, I feel like I would have been more disciplined about a lot of stuff earlier. Sure. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, I, I, I'm not saying like I wish I did it back then so I could look like The Rock now. Just like I wish I'd like started getting like that discipline in. Isn't that true for so many things? Like we, we wish we would have started sooner on like yeah anything like business wise or or stopped sooner like yeah one of the two or like started relationships sooner or like got to know somebody that or like got to know somebody sooner than we did and then it like time ran out like just friendships i wish i would have met you like ways ago uh i mean college is what brought us together though there was I no don't think we would have been friends in high school. I'm not going to lie. Dude, I don't know if we would have been friends if we weren't roommates. Oh, we definitely wouldn't have. Like, And same with Shane. I don't think I would oh, have been yeah, friends no. with Shane had we not been roommates. Yeah, no, we are kind of a wacky pairing. So Because we're kind of weird. Yeah. We're this all is what very, I had very is, different. This is what I sort of had. It was like the icebreaker did. It was like a deep one. But then you just got right into it. But I guess like it kind of ties in. So I can ask now. Which was... What were our first impressions of each other? Like, when we first, like, saw each other, like, spent a day or two with each other at Liberty. Man. Well, I was still freaked out about being at Liberty because I'd never been there before. And I was just Yeah, that's like, wild to me that I was the only one out of the three of us who ever even visited the campus. Yeah. So I was just trying to figure out, like, where am I? Rather, more so than, like, I, I wasn't too focused on, like, my roommates, I guess. I was just trying to figure out what am I doing here? What do I got to do tomorrow? How do I do this college life? And then I started to figure out, oh, it's kind of chill. I should probably start talking to people, and they probably give me the answers. But, man, I don't know what my first impression of you was. We were, I think we were both pretty reserved. Because it was just all new and Shane, I'm, I mean, I think so. That, like, we just for, like, meet him for a million. I, I had a better sure. first impression on you because when Shane walked in, he woke, he walked in with a cowboy hat, and I'm like, oh boy, this guy, this boy's country. Like, I, like I knew he was, I knew he was a farm <laughs> kid and everything, but I didn't think he was like a, a rancher or anything. So that was a different vibe. And so I just was thinking, I don't know if I'm gonna click with him. You know, he he talks slow and he's. He just seems kind of not my not my kind of guy, and, but with you, we kind of had sports to run with a little bit, and but I I really don't remember my first impressions that much. How about you? I remember this is like a weird thing to say out loud. I remember like within the first like ten seconds of meeting, I would, like I think my exact thought were this dude look, like seems like the stereotypical high no school way. quarterback in any like teen movie. Yeah, I remember thinking that. I was like, this dude seems like he was like the That's quarterback. In, like, dude, somebody at college school. said I looked like Troy, Troy Bolton. You probably had like some yeah. high school. Yeah, you sort of had like the shaggy look to it, but like you were still like I pretty built, that. but still like lean. And I think you had like Maybe. a Viking. You probably had like a I Viking shirt on or like apparel. something like that. Yeah. Well, it's just the way I, like, I don't know what it like, was. I dress in athletic apparel. Yeah, all the time. so I wear shorts every day. Yeah, no, I I just remember thinking that I was like, 
this dude looks like he just like hopped out of some like 90s high school movie and he was on the football team anyway where were we uh yeah going back to high school yeah i'd go back to high school without a doubt like Uh, is it something like just personality wise or is it a habit I sincerely could not pick a main. There's so many things I could do different. And I don't understand. Like, on the whole, compared to most people my age, I've yeah, lived a I'd agree with that too. decent life. Like, I don't really have a ton of, like, I don't have any baggage. I, I don't think I really have any, like, skeletons in my closet or, like, deep secrets or anything. But I still have, like, a lot of regrets, and I just don't understand. Like, you talk to them, and you're like, yep, I really have no regrets. And, like, that just doesn't compute to me. Because, like, <laughs> if I could, I'd go back to yesterday and change stuff. And, like, I'm not a perfectionist by any means. Yeah. It's just, like, I always feel like I, I could be I think better. that's pretty universal. Because we're all so internal into thinking about ourselves. And literally any conversation you with, have with anybody... And then once you, like, the conversation's done and you're off, either driving home or whatever, you're thinking about, oh, how could that conversation have done gone better? Or, oh, I said that, and maybe they interpreted it the wrong way. So we always second-guess ourselves. <laughs> Me every time I talk so, to a girl. I think it's pretty normal for, for you to self-analyze yourself into just your past day. Yeah, so what would you do if you could go your 16 again? Yeah, I'd have been that? like 10th, 11th grade. 10th, maybe, maybe 9th or 10th You would have been 10th grade, I, I think. think you're, you're I, would, I would have been 10th grade, yeah. Maybe yeah, I, yeah, we're like... Um, is that like I mean, one I thing? Because like, like I could think of a laundry list. I don't know. Do you feel like you could just boil it down like to like one thing? I feel like I did high school pretty good, and there's not a whole lot I would change. Maybe I would have worked harder... At athletics and maybe tried to have like pushed myself to see if I could have become a better athlete. Not that I would have, that would have helped me go D one or anything, but just to be a better athlete in general. And then I think I would tag tag with you on getting my faith stronger. And I felt like I had pretty good faith in high school, but I didn't read the Bible much. I wasn't in the word. I didn't really, understand a lot of scripture and i wasn't <laughs> was yeah. a little shaky i'm not gonna lie i didn't i didn't learn too Sorry, much about scrub that all guy until college <laughs> um, so yeah that's actually pretty funny um yeah that's a whole backstory, which you know, and it's. <laughs> so I, t- I saw the opportunity and I took it. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, this boy doesn't know who Paul is." <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if we were going to explain this or not. But yeah, I think <laughs> I think my prayer life in high school was good, but I don't think okay. my actual like knowing who God was and understanding Scripture was where I wanted it to be. Maybe I, well, at the time I didn't know that's, that was so important, but that's something I learned in college. So I really, I mean, gosh, I don't really have any regrets about high school. I don't feel like I did anything stupid or was a jerk to anybody. I feel like I, I made good friendships and I still have people from high school that I talk to. And yeah, I think 
a lot of good things about high school. College, though, I feel like, I don't know. That was like the pivotal moment in my life where I, and for most people, I think, too, it's where you realize who you are and you just figure out so many things about yourself because of what college does to a person. So I think it's easier for me to reflect back on college and say, oh, I did this wrong. I should have I should have got to know this person better and or I should have done this, that, you know, all that sort of stuff. Was there anything that you like were super worried about in high school or college that like looking back it's like that is so stupid. Why did I like waste my time either worrying about it or caring about it? That you don't right now. Like, cause I'm sure there's like a lot of things that like we worry about or care about that. Like maybe 10 years from now, will be like, that was dumb. But like we still worry about it. Is there anything like already? It's like, that was really dumb. I know I there's that? stuff. I just can't think of anything specific right now. I mean, it might've just been like worrying about getting my class schedule right. And then worrying about like passing classes and, or stressing about an exam that wasn't worth it. I think just like probably on like the academic side is where I probably worried and stressed too much, especially with flying as well. I worried and stressed about all my flight stuff so much that in the end of it, it was like, dude, you put so much pressure on yourself and it's, you're fine. (laughs) So, and then I think also, I worried, maybe not worried is the right word. I just pondered and wanted to try and figure out, like this is my last year of college, and I've already kind of talked about this in some of the other podcasts. I was like, I spent so much time trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, like career-wise. And I think all of that was constructive, but at the same time, things just seemed to, to work out. And so I'm not saying don't think about everything and like do the pros and cons and all that stuff, but I don't know. I think just having some peace that it's going to work out or if it doesn't work out the way I want it to, God's got something better. It's just always not as bad as it seems. I think this might hop into something else, but perception is reality right yeah the we worst just thing that can we get a small picture of what something might be like say it's a an exam or an interview or something and we f- have such tunnel vision at it that we're that once we get there when we see the whole picture it's like oh this isn't really what i thought it was it's way more casual it's like we're dealing with people here like people most of the time are kind and considerate. And I think that's the one thing that I was a really good takeaway from college is I kind of had a little bit of a straight face to a lot of people because I was, I thought they had a straight face. And what I mean by that is I just thought that people were kind of closed off and didn't want to talk. But in reality, like we were all just pretty shy and so self-centered and self-conscious that other people wouldn't like us that that prevented us from talking to other people. So 
the reality is I think people want to be talked to. They just don't know how to start. And if you're the person that can start the conversation or, or just introduce yourself, like people are more than willing to open up and talk and create a relationship. That's something that I wish I knew in college or going into college. It's like people genuinely want to have friends and get to know other people. They're just kind of afraid to get how to start because it's kind of a tough thing, especially with all of the social media and cell phones and just screens. We don't know how to do face-to-face interaction and start conversations and instigate stuff. And I know that's something I'm pretty poor at doing. So obviously that's a good takeaway for me right now is to take that realization and carry it on the rest of my life. Yeah, dude. It's so tough to do that when like literally like just stand in line at a Starbucks and look at every single person around you on their like it's yeah. so hard to start a conversation with somebody already that you don't know and then like when everybody's like staring at their phone it yeah. goes from and like, not to mention awkward to now you're a nuisance like starting a conversation with a complete stranger is yeah. awkward but if they're like on your and phone, not to like, mention now everybody's wearing your masks nuisance. now so it's that makes it so much harder i don't want to talk through my mask oh that either. does make it tougher you know yeah also, your answer was like way better than mine in terms of what would you worry you about? Like worried about that now is dumb. Cause what? Dude, Bro, I'm legit, you're taller like, than me. My height. Uh, you know how what, tall I was eight? in high school. A lot of people don't believe me when I tell them this. No, uh, sophomore 16, year of high school. How old are you? Sophomore year, fifteen, sixteen, five, ten. <laughs> yeah. No. Sophomore man. year of high school. I was five foot one. Dang. Yes. I was five foot I was five foot one in my yeah. sophomore year of high school. Which when you're a guy in high school Dang who's five one, that's I take it you sucks. didn't play basketball then. Uh no, I didn't play basketball until senior year. And even senior well, year I was only like five eight nine. inches then in a couple like, years. Like I don't know what happened. I'm six one now. And then and then once you got to college you grew a couple more? Yeah, I still had like between like starting and finishing wow. college I went from like Probably I feel five, like when 10, I met you at college, though, you were, like, my height or, like, probably six foot. So that's your one thing. Yeah, I was probably, like, 5'10", 5'11", by then. Got to be something else. Oh, no. Like, I was worried about a ton. Like, I'm just saying that was, like, the one thing that, like, well, yeah, I was, was worried about then one. that, like, I don't think about anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, there's other things that, like, that's not the only thing, like, I worried about back then. But that's, like, the one thing that, like, really right. bugs me that now I as an example. don't remember the last time I thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. In college, I feel like I still have a lot of a lot of the same concerns I had in college. I feel like I still have now. Like, maybe they're tempered. Like, I think I was a lot more of, like, a either, like, shy or, like, people-pleaser, like, validation-seeking and I still am, but I feel like it's to, like, a bit lesser of an extent than I was back then. But I still, like, like a lot of the struggles aren't, like, completely gone. They're just, like, better. Like, sure. there's just been, like, time and maturity or, like, the Holy Spirit actively working on it. Yeah. Things have gotten better, but they're still there. But, yeah, that was, like, the one thing that was, like, oh, dude, I hated it. And now I just don't think about it because there's nothing to think about. Which is a pretty bad lesson if you think about it because all of those like inner working things mean that if you don't think about it anymore, it's either like you've become okay with who you are as a person or like, 
Uh, well, actually, I guess I did grow. <laughs> hey, got him. Uh, my situation changed rather than I. <laughs> you're an idiot. Uh, rather than, you know, like just I became more okay with myself for any reason other than my situation changed. So that's not a very good lesson and pretty uninspiring. Do you think you had a, like a defining moment? <sighs> like in my life that like I was one way and now I'm a different way. You're like, we're just something clicked. In a good way or a bad way? Or just in general? In, uh, well, I, mean, I can think of a few defining moments. I would, I would think like a oh. good way. Like a defining moment where it's like the aha, like, dang, this is something I finally get that I've been never could grasp before. And it all makes sense oh, now. Absolutely not. No. Uh, at least not in that sense. I don't no? think so. Or like a defining moment in like, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can think of a few like defining moments where it was like looking back, either looking back, like even in that moment is like, this like changed me as a person. But I think it's like for better and for worse in some ways. I mean, obviously like being saved, that's about the biggest yeah. and best defining moment. But like, but on a more personable I, scale. I assume you didn't like drastically become a Christian. Like it was something gradual because of your parents. He grew up in a Christian. Yeah. Household. I wasn't like selling so drugs. Kinda and instilled. Would it, yeah. Uh, it's like you didn't, you didn't have like a moment where you're like, dang, this is the gospel and I need Jesus type of moment. I mean, yes and no. There was, like, I wouldn't say I gradually became a Christian. Well, I guess in some ways, yes. In some way, no. Like, I could tell you, like, the moment where I got it and clicked and the stereotype of, like, I said the prayer. And that's when I sort of, like, say I became a Christian. But there was definitely still that period in my life. And, like, even now, um, some days where it's, like, well, not necessarily now compared to back then, where it was, like, all right, like, I wasn't, like, really walking with the Lord, I'd say. And I hate the term, like, recommitted my life to Christ. But there was definitely that, like, yeah, definitely, like, a young age. Like, it clicked, but it's not, like, I think it might have been, like, the third grade. It's not like I was living a raucous, debaucherous life at four years, seven years right. old. I don't know how old you are in the third grade. Yeah, no, I can't yeah. tell you either. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely that in that, I guess, even through, like, high school and college, or more high school, I'd say college was kind of the more like 180 in terms of like really taking my faith seriously. Um, There's still yeah. like God's grace, like holding me back, I guess, from doing anything horrendously dumb. But then again, what's that C.S. Lewis quote? Like the surest road to hell is the gradual one. So, mm. I mean, who's to say what what is and mm. what isn't? Maybe it was just like, okay, as long as I just manage certain aspects of my life or certain sins or whatever, then it'll be harder to have a wake-up call, um, even though I still, thankfully, did have a wake-up call. But I'm trying to think of, like, defining moments. Probably, like, the day I went to Liberty, looking back was a really big defining moment. I don't know if that was a moment yeah, as much as of no, a decision, but you could definitely, right. there's just... That was a pivotal It's, decision. like, the biggest new year, where it's like, okay, things are different now. Um, and maybe yeah. in a way moving to Cincinnati as well. Like I remember the day I moved to Cincinnati, it was like, okay, like things are different now. Uh, right. That was definitely one. I remember the day I got broken up with, I, I changed a lot as a person because that in good and bad ways. 
that's yeah it sounds so cliche like i hate saying that like on a podcast like if there's like if i could think of a moment because liberty wasn't really a moment that was like a decision that led to a moment whereas like if i can think of like a moment where it's like oh this is like a turning point in the way i think act and feel as a person like that that is definitely one of them was the end of Mm -hmm. that relationship and i remember like because i remember having that talk with a friend maybe i had this like talk with you where it's like i am different now because of that and i think it's mostly positive but somewhat not in some other ways but that was like a defining moment and like we can get into what i mean by that if you want but more just like point you know you walk into point a and you like deflect in another direction in terms of who you are the way you act the way you see the world that was definitely one yeah i i think that the moments that define us most they usually happen in a a low point of life yeah i don't think you ever have like good defining moments in a way like maybe a birth of a child or a marriage, but even then it's like things culminate to that. It's not like, yeah, like things lead up to the good. Or, I mean, the bad ones usually. I mean, I suppose, like you could say like, Oh, I went to a Bible camp and, or I went to a, a, a church conference or something. And like, I wasn't a Christian before. And then I went there filled with joy, became a Christian type of moment. Like, that's all joyful but i think at the same time in that moment you probably realized dang i'm a sinner in need of a savior so like you still kind of like you're flirting with the line of feeling so broken and realizing all of the weight of sin and everything and then you know you get the answer which is jesus and you repent and get saved so like that's a very joyful moment in that season, in that in that very one defining moment. But yeah, I think it, I think it starts with being broken, and that's kind of how you realize you need you need to change. Which which makes sense if you put it in those terms. Like I'm broken, I need to be fixed, and so got to start now, type of thing. That's that's a defining moment. Yeah, I don't think I have and, too many of the maybe Liberty, maybe Cincinnati definitely a breakup um yeah i'm trying to think if there were any i don't know if there were like too many others like i think that's what we talked about a few podcasts ago where it's like usually you know those stick out because they were so formative but who we are is usually just built over the small little things every day there's usually like there we go like i can only think of three and two of those were sort of right. more like life decisions than they were moment. Like the breakup's the only one that was actually like life happened to me. Like the other yep. two were sort of just like big life decisions that changed my playmates and my playground. Yes. So maybe, yeah, you know, I, I can really only think of like one actual thing where it's like, I went into this this way and an hour later, I was a different person and still yeah. am versus all these other ones where it's like, no, just like majority of who I am is my genetics, the situations that I've been exposed to, and then my small daily habits. Dude, that's a good way to put it. I couldn't say it any better. And I I think I have a very similar story to you. I don't recall, like, a defining moment. Like, I didn't have a come-to-Jesus moment. It was just kind of gradual, if you will. But, I mean, it definitely took bigger leaps and bounds once I got to college. 
And if I, you know, if I really look back, like I, I can't like pinpoint a day, but I know going to cross point with you guys and hearing pastor John preach, mm, yes, like just straight truth. Like, pastor John. I mean, he was a f- fire preacher, oh. but he taught so well that I could understand and like the gospel and just everything just, like those were the moments where things started to click for me, like listening to him speak and put it into like his personal stories to relate it to the Bible. It just like, it all clicked for me. Like it never had, like I was, I obviously knew like the fundamentals. I knew Christianity pretty well, but like he just put it at a new level where I just understood it and it, it made sense and he just he just taught really well and so that's what I go back to is it was Sunday by Sunday. So it was gradual, but it was in that allotted time period, whatever three, four years it was, that's where I really grew the most. Plus with um fight clubs too, our our Bible studies with our core group of guys, those were huge in in helping me to understand like to talk about just talk about myself and share my struggles with other people. Like that was not something I was any more accustomed to. Yeah. I'm not really answering the defining moment. Cause I don't, I don't think I have like a defining moment. I think it's just been a series of days put together. Like you said, it's, it's a small habits, the small choices, the daily, daily thing that has kind of made me and shaped me to who I am. Do you know um, how often I think and I should send you a snap because I have a hoodie on right now in the bottom left. Uh, it's stitched on. It says live the dash, which if you remember from Pastor John, that was like a year long thing. Do you know how often I think of like living for the line and not the dot? Yeah. You want to explain that? Yeah. So, I mean, we're diverging here. Uh, Brandon and I went to church together for two or three years back in Virginia. And there was one thing that uh, our pastor, Pastor John, would always say illustrate talk about was just either historically in the bible or like people nowadays uh live for the dot instead of the line which is if you truly believe christianity and the story of it then we are all going to live forever eternally so hundred years, which is a long life, by most measures, that is completely inconsequential. The hundred years that we live on Earth, if we actually believe we're going to live for eternity, then a billion years is basically no less time than just a day. And yet, how, how easy was it for me today to get stressed out? on things I had to do or hung up on things I don't have in a 24 hour period. And that would be living for the dot It's just the super small speck in the overall line that is eternity. And yet we make so many decisions and pretty much any sin anybody ever commits is because they value the dot way more than they value the line. Meaning that Mm. the, trials or temptations or desires that they have in such a small time period were of more consequence to them than the eternity that we're going to live in. And I even like, I I didn't get this like custom made. I just 
this was a gift actually from a non-christian friend this hoodie and in the bottom left hand corner it says live the dash Um, that's awesome it's from it's from i'm not sure if you've heard of yes theory Uh, i think they're like a youtube channel i'm not sure that i have i don't know if Okay. They started as a YouTube channel. I don't know if they're like an organization. Super cool, like mission. But it would, they wrote that under like the same premise. Now, granted, live the dash to them means more live a cool story than it does live for eternity. But hey, when I look at yeah. it, that's still what I think. Um, yeah. And I still think that a lot too. Which I don't know if that's right or wrong. Like I want to live a cool story, even with however many years I have on here. But maybe just as a believer, yeah. a cool story looks different to me than it would to someone else. No, I mean, that's such a good word, and I have remembered that as well for a long time now. That's something that stuck with me as well. But, yeah, I I understand what you said there at the end is we do want to have purpose and to have done something in this life. And I think for you and me, that looks different than maybe somebody who's not a Christian, like people that aren't Christians or people, maybe some people that are Christians, just... A lot of people are chasing the worldly wealth and the fame and uh, some sort of legacy. And I think you and I have a goal and a mission to change. I mean, not even like change the world, but like change where we are, the people we're with and promote the gospel as much as we can, because that's what we know is ultimately living for. Do you want and what's go ahead? Cool. Well, I'll ask you first. I'm, this might not track at all, but what's your biggest yeah. fear? Dude, that's funny because I have that. I was going to ask you that same thing. I was going to ask you, what is the scariest thing in life? Okay. So I guess same question is, yeah, what's your biggest fear? What's the scariest thing in life? Hit me because I'll tell you mine and how it fits in. <laughs> mine might not be with what you're going to correlate with. Is it spiders? No, okay. dude, I ain't scared. of. You're scared of snakes. I am scared of snakes and Shane's scared of spiders. That makes you too And up. he's scared of snakes. I makes you two up for a second. No, I ain't scared of spiders or snakes. I don't like them, but I'm not scared of them. I hate snakes. <laughs> I'll let you go. All right. So for as long as I think it's probably going to relate yeah, with our yeah, well, subject. Well, um, so at least back <laughs> until like high school, I don't, I don't know what I'd say my biggest fear was in like middle school. Maybe it was that I'd be five one forever. Um, <laughs> but at least like back to like high school when I was like a pretty different person. Uh, like my biggest fear has always been living a meaningless life. Mm. But I think what's cool is like, that's still my biggest fear. Yeah. And I don't see that really ever changing. Uh, but I guess like my biggest fear is like, if I ever have kids that like, they wouldn't know God, I guess that's like, actually, you know, I, I'd rather have that and that I live a pretty inconsequential life, but I guess yeah. that would be pretty consequential is having kids and right. raising them to love God. So that's kind of consequential in and of itself. But like in general, as long as I can remember, my biggest fear has always been just like living a boring, meaningless, middle-class suburban life where I go to college, I maybe get a fine, decent office job, maybe I got married, live in suburbs, work 40 years, retire, go to Florida every now and then to golf, and then I die. It's a lot of people's dreams. Scares the crap out of me. But even that's changed a bit. Where like in high school, that would have been my nightmare. And I still don't want that. But now like living a meaningless life is different to me. 
where it's like, okay, like what if during those 40 years at an office job that I don't really care about and don't really love, I develop like really deep relationships with people, share the gospel, like people, you know, impact people around me. Like at the end of the day, I guess what's changed over the past few years isn't that like my biggest fear isn't living a meaningless life. It's just what does meaningless mean? Yeah. The 10 o'clock bells of the University of Cincinnati (laughs) ring out. Uh, It's like, that's still my biggest fear. It's just meaningless means something different to me now. It's not like, okay, I'm not going to live a cool story. It's not developing like those relationships and like changing the lives of people around me for the better that like Christ isn't shown in my life. Like, I'm still scared out of my mind of living a meaningless life. And I'm still really frightened at the idea of living that life, you know, still living a boring life as well, I guess. But just from the past six years, maybe just the idea of what is meaningless, like has changed as I've come to know God more where, yeah, I still don't want to live a meaningless life, but no longer it's meaningless when I'm 85 and dying. It's, you know, I don't want to live a meaningless life looking back a million years from now. Dude, I'm right there with you. But mine has not been... You said you've been thinking about this for like six years? No, that's been like my biggest fear. Like for, I just threw six oh. years back there because I was like, what would I have been six years ago? 14. No, frick. 16. <laughs> Sophomore or junior in high school. So at least that long, that's always been my biggest fear is living a meaningless life. And even like second smallest fear is like a boring one. Like... I want to live a wild life, dude. Yeah. So I'll tag with this because this is something I've been not struggling with, but like thinking about pretty deeply the last few months. Really not. It hasn't been that long that I've been thinking about this, but it's, I'm scared or just have a fear of not doing enough where I'll, I'm not doing enough for for God in in that sense. And you know, obviously I come back to okay, it's not works based. There's nothing I can do to earn my way into heaven. It's by faith alone. Right? But then at the same time it's like faith without works is dead. So like to show your faith you should serve and be the church and be a neighbor to one another and, and help, help those in need. So they, they kind of go, they kind of go back and forth and it's like, I keep thinking, am I doing enough? Like, is there more I could be doing for God right now? And then it's easy to sit there and think, okay, I'm doing this, this, I got a Bible study and I go to church I'm helping out with, this young boys club and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing some things. And then I compare myself to somebody else. I'm like, oh, well, I know they're a Christian, but man, they're not really doing anything. So I'm, I'm already at the next tier. So I'm probably pretty good, which is not, not a good thing. I sh- and it could be vice versa. Like I could compare myself to somebody who, who is doing way more than me in the church or for helping other people and giving more tithes or whatever. And so you, you know, it goes back to comparison. Like it's, it's not right or it's not healthy to compare yourselves. It's, that's not what, what it's about. But, you know, I still am left with this question of like, what is enough? 
Isn't and I it? haven't really been able to answer it. You know? Isn't it? Like, weird? do you, you kind of understand where I'm Yeah, at? yeah. I completely get what you're saying. Like, there's so much you can do. And you want to make sure that you're not wasting your life or that, like, yeah. you can do more. Right. I don't want to waste my time. And, and, and yet, I don't really know, like, what more can I do? Or am I, am I, am I doing what God wants me to do? And is that enough? Like, or is there something I'm missing that I should be doing more of, you know? Like, it's, yeah. and this is kind of a daily thought for me sometimes. It's like, today all I did was I went to work. And yeah, I think I put my best effort forward and I, it was necessary because this is my job, but I didn't really do anything to advance the gospel or to like love on a neighbor or anything. Like, it was just an average day where it was me and my dad working. And that was it. Isn't it weird? Because that's like a series that they just finished up at my church. And I guess as a reference, like I was talking to you, like for the past month or two, I've stopped working on Sundays, which is, I know for most people, maybe even like a non-starter, but for me, that was kind of tough. Um, yeah. Just to, not that like I'm working 10 hours on Sundays, but like it's tough for me to not, like if there is something to do and I have time on a Sunday, I'm I'm going to take care of it. And it was tough to make like that active decision to like, I'm not going to, but isn't it weird that with all of the things that need to be done, all of like the people you can preach the gospel to give to improve, like anything related to that, basically, isn't it weird that we are expressly commanded in scripture to rest and enjoy and, like, literally, like, God commands people, or at least in the Old Testament, like, oh, like, one day a week, like, it is God's will that you chill out and relax and have fun and eat a meal with your family and enjoy yeah. each other. Like, that's a weird thought that, like, I think that's super American of an idea that, like, there's so much more to do. Why aren't we doing it? When... Where they are like expressly commanded, like, oh, like you guys are gonna lose focus of this and only keep working and like I guess yeah. the word that I decided to cut out on Sundays is striving. So I wouldn't even say I don't work on Sunday. Like I'll hit the gym. I might go for like a long walk or like something like that, but it's I'm not gonna strive on Sunday. I'm not gonna try to be more or have more than what I have now. And so, yeah, I think that's like... And that's been a pretty tough thing for you to do because... Oh, you have no idea. You're a straight-up hustler and you you love to scheme and do work and work on these side projects. I'm terrified of the idea... So this kind of relates back to my, like, overall big fear. Like, the idea that I'm going to wake up tomorrow not being better than I was today, I hate that. Yeah. Like, I even heard it in my voice the way I just said the word hate right there. You're type three. Yep, whole Enneagram thing. Enneagram 3, right? Yeah, like I just, it's terrifying to me the idea that I wasn't better than I was, like I'm not better than I was a year ago. That's that's not true. I'm significantly better than I was a year ago, if, if we're just being honest. But, yeah, um, at least in certain ways, and I think overall. Um, right. Sorry, there's a lot of traffic nearby. But yeah, just that idea that no, I am going to do things today so that I am better than I was yesterday, every single day. And it's really hard 
and I understand that that's a lot more selfish than what you're saying, where it's like, can I do more for God? And like, for me, it's like, oh, I'm just trying to do more for me. But still, the fact that we are expressly commanded to just chill and enjoy and yeah. be content with what we have and what we've done. And so I think that uh, my pastor said that was kind of wild to think about was uh, Jesus didn't heal everybody in every town that he went to. Like, if you read scripture, like, there were crowds and he actively pushed them away or ran away from that. Like, if you think about the ministry of Jesus, you would just assume that he's sharing the gospel left and right. And, like, a lot of times he was, but there are multiple instances in scripture where there were people who not only Jesus didn't, like, go find them, like, they tried to be near him. They tried to hear him, and he actively, like, went away from them. Yeah, because he wanted time to himself to, to pray and to be alone. And he hardly, I mean, from what it sounds like reading scripture, like, there's a lot of times where he, he was, like, never alone. Yeah, like, there were actively times where, like, people would want to be healed or they would want to hear the God, like, that's what's weird is you and I are talking, and this is by no means saying don't share the gospel. Like, that's not at all what I'm just saying. I'm just trying to respond to what you right. said, right. where it was, you know, we think that we should be going out and seeking everybody out. But here are people who literally came to Jesus and he went away just to, not just to pray, but to pray, to relax, to take a nap. Yeah. Um, to take care of himself. Exactly. And, and I, yeah, I don't want to turn this into like a self-care thing. Right. But what it, you know, we'll get into that the, another time. Yeah, the whole you can't pour from an empty <laughs> cup, whatever. Um, yeah. But just in terms of am I doing enough for God? And I can send you a podcast. I think that was like the whole, I think that was an episode of like Ask Pastor John maybe oh, six sure. months ago. Sure. I remember listening. And I don't know why I mentally cataloged that. But I think hey, I looked at to find that. <laughs> exactly. I knew this would come up. So, yeah, because I, I remember seeing. Uh, um, be my sister-in-law's sister made this post and it was this cup and it was above four other cups so imagine like a solo cup stacked on top of four other solo cups all facing with their open end up and so they they poured in the top one and once the top one got full it started to over overflow and then it overflowed into the other ones so what you're saying is you know fill your cup up first all and keep going because eventually it's going to overflow and it'll fill others. Don't just take your cup and dump it in others because then you're not getting filled up. So take care of yourself. All right, let's land this plane. Yeah. Um, Don't have too much else. Like, this was a pretty solid conversation. I can't really remember where we started, but... No regrets. um, Here we are. So, hey, we thank you for listening. If you haven't, please rate, subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on. Also, please shoot us an email at from our two zero at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Otherwise, a lot of people have just straight up DM'd me on Instagram and told me. Uh, and that's been awesome. I love hearing from you guys. It's it really does mean a lot to know that we have listeners and that what we're putting out is um, beneficial to you guys. So but yeah, if you have any topics and just questions or hey, if you just want to talk let me know. Let Casey know. We're here for you. And we we know this podcast is not full of answers, but we're just starting conversations. Till next time. We'll see ya. See ya.